from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week in Nintendo Main, it's 2017 all over again. We played Splatoon 3 Splatfest. It really has been one shell of a year. Kawabunga! Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 336, your place to hear Nintendo fans talk about new Turtles collections and returns of games from five years ago. Five years ago? Yeah. Splatoon 3, right around the corner. Um, And and some other things and all that, but we are your hosts. I'm Trey, ranked brush fanatic Johnson. I'm Jeremy, I ink, therefore I splat. Mikowski. I'm John in a half shell knitter. Is that like a Blade Runner? quote there i think therefore i am whatever i guess that was from other things but it's in blade that's runner it's from, it's from blade runner also that's the cart i think he's the same guy that invented um one of the baths anyway whatever yeah he said that he also loves splatoon he did right right before we get into stuff that we bought and turtles and all that if anybody wants to support the show nintendo main you can go to patreon.com slash nintendo main podcast and we just got a new patron today uh, Simon Treese, I don't know if that's how you pronounce your name exactly or not, but every time we get a new patron, I always send a message to them at thanking them for following us and all that, and I just got a message back that I wanted to read at the top of the show here. They just said, hey, I, I, I just said, uh, you know, thanks for the support. Do, you know, search EXP and WART Radio to find the extra stuff because they, they're a $5 member and they can see all that stuff. Nice. And I just got a message back from them saying, hey, no worries. I just happened to cross your podcast because I typed N64 out of curiosity, N64 podcasts, and it happened to be the first to come up on the list. And I haven't looked back. We're, we're, we're in some list for N64 podcasts. Like, I guess that's wow. cool. cool. I didn't even we're try. n 64com of 2022. <laughs> I didn't even. Uh, I, guess, I, uh, I guess we do talk about Nintendo 64 a lot. Well, I mean, there's. I feel you know, we the, might have uh, Martin to think a little bit, too. Oh, sure. A couple times we've had him on. Yeah, yeah. Um, happened to be the first to come up in the list, and I haven't looked back. Slowly working my way through your crazy amount of episodes makes working so much better. Plus, I think you guys are pretty much the same age as me. Can't wait to dive into the bonus eps as well. That damn Mario ad of yours had get, must have gotten into my head. Happy to support your show, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> so it worked. Maybe it's time to make a new ad, but I guess it's working, so maybe not. I did kind of think well, about that. Well, we can that, make another I, one, but we don't have to run both. Yeah. We well, no, I, I would only run one. But I mean, that, that Mario ad's been running for what, like three years or something like that? Maybe longer. That know. Mario ad is golden. Still going strong. I do like it, but thank you so much, Simon. The Mario ad finally worked. But no, <laughs> but no, no, we appreciate the support, and uh, hopefully you enjoy all the extra stuff on that. And. We always appreciate that. Plus, you can watch videos of us early at the $5 level and all that stuff. But let's start off our show as we normally do and talk about games that we got and games that we've been playing. Now I, know. The, uh, I guess we all 
because um, I think John is on a, you're on a time limit here, so you're going to turn in, you're going to, you're going to go back to your original uh, baby turtle self in a, in however many amount of time. I'm going to demutate. So, yeah, you're going to, you're going to de-evolve, you're going to devo right here. He has to go and stir the ooze tomorrow. Regardless, uh, Cowabunga Collection came out on Tuesday, much later than expected. It came out at like noon or something. I kept waking up every hour to check and see if it was out yet, just because I was wow, just out of that's well, dedication. Well, I was kind of like yeah. mad that it, it was really weird that you couldn't even preload the game like at all. Were like, you angry sleeping? I was having. I had a dream. I had a dream that uh, that it, I had a dream that it came out, and when I played it, that all the turtles were not the same turtles. Like maybe Raphael was in there, but there was three other guys that like weren't the turtles, and one of them was wearing a white mask the whole time, so you couldn't see who they were. So that was. It a was pretty, like Steve. The it was a pretty funny dream. Or... Yeah, it was all these other guys that weren't teenage mutant ninja turtles. And no, I was just I don't know, just because I stayed up and I kept checking like every hour to see if it was out yet, because I thought about you know I was going to try to do a stream about it Monday because I do multiplayer Monday streams, and I was like I'll wait, you know, and then it didn't come out, and I kept waiting and waiting, waiting, and it still didn't come out. So I would just out of like, you know, just out of purpose, I wanted to know when it was going to finally get out because it just wasn't, yeah. it just wasn't coming out, you know, digitally. Yeah, I was not even, I was not even going to be able to play the game until, until this morning. So, but yesterday still, I was checking the website, trying to download it every hour or so, or even every half hour at some points. And uh, yeah, nothing. So my anticipation was such that even though I wasn't going to be able to play the game, there was zero chance I was going to be able to play the game yesterday. I just wanted to own it mm. the moment that I could. And then oddly enough, on the website, there was something weird where the, the download button was available, like as if it was ready to go, but you'd click on it and absolutely nothing would happen. And I tried on on my phone, my iPad, I tried on Safari and Chrome, and it was the same reaction. So it's because it wasn't there. On the <laughs> Yeah, but, it, but I it noticed was like... the the eShop was down for maintenance for a while too when I tried right. to get on. Oh, I mean it was uh I mean the eShop was up because I mean the the, the website the nintendo.com website yeah. the eShop website or whatever is yeah. is rarely it, don't trust whatever you see on there. I feel like that thing is wrong constantly. It, it's it's not it's unreliable. Even bef- before there there was like no button there and like you obviously couldn't buy it. But after sometime after midnight, there was a button there. Yeah. Like download the game now, like purchase it now. I think it was just and, an auto uh, thing that just goes there. up there. Yep. Yeah. Cause it, it, was, it was obviously an empty link because there was nothing on the eShop. Like you could not even preload it. So it was just like, you're just sitting there and I'm just like, what the fuck? And then it was like, I'm like, all right, well, it'll come out at 2 a.m. Like 2 a.m. came and went and, and like, there's still yep. no preload. And then I like checked it like 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. And then finally I got up at noon. I was like, oh, well, there it is. Finally. Like what yeah. the fuck? So that was well, real. what I saw when I saw them post on Twitter, the company said, um, "Sorry, I'm not remembering their name of the company right now." Digital Eclipse it was on Twitter. Yeah, Digital Eclipse. They were like, uh, "Hey, Switch owners who are waiting to download it, like we're trying to get this day one patch, and we're having trouble." Which makes me think it might be Nintendo's fault. It was late. Oh, is that yeah, is that so why maybe, they were maybe yeah. maybe the day one patch was necessary because I after I downloaded it, it did install a patch right away. Yeah, me too. Oh, mine, uh, mine, mine installed that night because I because uh, I was editing our our latest expansion pack episode where we talk about difficulty in video games and, and the last boss syndrome, and I was I was editing that and I was just going to play Turtles in the background while I was editing, you know, because it's a pretty all the games on there are pretty mindless, so it's pretty easy to just play it while you're editing. Turtles something. in the background. 
edit power. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but um, I was just going to play it in the background. And then and then once I finished the edit, I was like, okay, I'm going to stream it on Twitch. And I did. At, to, you know, not not to my uh, delight or anything. We'll talk about that later. It didn't, it didn't go that well. But but um, that's actually my huge uh, mark on this game. Like the very negative parts we'll get to later. But, um, but yeah, when I finally got to it, it's like, okay, you have to download a patch. So it like exited the game and then it came back on. So before I played it, before I started the stream, it made me like exit and come back. So it would download the patch. Which I don't know what that did, but it's there now. It's a. Have you? I mean, have you got? Has everybody got a chance to like tool around with it pretty well? Like I, uh, I played most of the games. Like I think, I think the first I, as Same. I just because I said it on the show and I wanted to, you know, hold myself to the things I say in the podcast. I did play uh, the Super Nintendo fighting game first because I said that was what I was going to play. So that's what I did. I jumped onto wow. uh, oh. the Teenage Mutant nice. Ninja Turtles fighting game. And it's pretty hard, but uh, it, it took me a it's while to. Sure. I couldn't get past the first guy. Well, you gotta you gotta crank down that difficulty because it's you, they're throwing it at you at an arcade level, even though it wasn't an arcade. But it feels like an arcade because they want to kill you right at the, right off the bat there. But I did. Uh, I didn't play the story mode because I wanted to do the super moves, and I don't think the super moves are in the story mode. So I jumped right into the tournament mode, and I got pretty far. I didn't get to the bosses. But I'm sure you noticed that like every game has a little strategy guide in there that you can access at any time in the in yep. the menu, yeah. which I do wish that loaded a little bit quicker because it does kind of suck that it like comes out all blurry and you have to wait like four or five seconds for it to like unblur itself so you can read it. So that's kind mm, of annoying. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if that's is it remotely accessing it or is it locally accessing? It? I thought it was on the system. Like it's not connecting to the internet. I don't know. That would be dumb. Like, why would you? It doesn't load like it's a website. It's just, it's just blurry. And yeah, it it's takes really a minute for it to unblur. Yeah, which is annoying. What's cool about that is it does actually include codes for the fighting game in there. So if you want to play as like the bosses, it tells you like how to do it and stuff like that. So it gives you codes, and of course, it gives you all the moves for all the characters. But it's not as quick as I would like. Like if you want to stop and look at your characters, you got to wait like five or six seconds for it to load, which is annoying because it does it on every page. So that's like one of my first gripes on the game there. But I played around with that. I played I played the NES game just because I wanted to see because um, because you know there's you can do uh, you can do uh, options for every game, and on the NES games you can make it to where it doesn't blink and it doesn't slow down, which is really cool. So you can play the NES games like smoothly, even you know ways that they weren't originally. Yeah, yeah, that game notoriously it would have like so many enemies on screen at once. It was just flicker all over the place yeah but you can you can actually fix that now and you can make the games run better which actually um it's i think it's only on patreon right now but it'll be out next week but i listened to the retronauts episode where they talked to chris kohler about it so i kind of like i got i I learned about all the shit before the game came out so i was like coming right into it all knowing all the cool extra stuff you could do Mm -hmm. and and i just went to like all right well i'm gonna switch this on i'm gonna do this and that and, and whatever and and it was cool. It was it was a great listen actually because there's some extra stuff there I didn't know. There's like a hidden reference to the Watchmen, like in the co- in the in the cover of the of the Turtles Two, the arcade game on NES, which I didn't know about. Which that's cool. I'd be like, oh yeah, it's right oh, there. The cover of Turtles Two. There's a reference to the Watchmen. Yeah. Really, that's kind of a basic on on cover. on no, Mike no. on my on Michelangelo's skateboard on the top. There's a smiley face that has a blood, and uh, on the top of his head. Who knows that? Which is uh, which is from the Watchmen, and it's and it's a hundred percent a reference yeah. to the Watchmen. I mean, it's obvious. It's like the fucking bloody uh, smiley face from the comic. So, <laughs> wow, yeah, it's right there. It's it, it on the Japanese version too. It's on both of them. So, that's pretty cool. So that was a cool thing. 
So, Jeremy, what was your first uh, game that you played, Jeremy? Well, I didn't hold myself to what I said because I'm not as uh, a man of, uh, uh, what's the word? Integrity like Trey is. Um, Dedicated I, uh, to the fans, to the listeners. I'm sorry, a, per- a person of int- integrity. Um, I was like, you know what? I gotta try out that arcade. I haven't played it in so long. Like, I think the last time I played the arcade was when we were in Kentucky. And we played it on through the Mame. Oh, really? Yeah, that's right. the last time I had a chance to play the the actual arcade game. So I loaded that up first, and that's actually the one I ended up beating, just because I've always wanted to play all the way through it. It's only like so, yeah. It's only like twenty thirty it's minutes. It's really long. short. Yeah. yeah, I got through yeah. it in like I probably could have got through it in twenty if it was running better, but uh, but I but I did get through it like in less less than a half hour. I mean, it ran fine displaying local single player, but I also was obviously uh, had like a. I think I did the math. It probably would have still cost me like forty bucks to play it in the arcade because some of those bad guys are some of those bosses are just brutal. And if you're the only one there going aggro on, then you're fucked. Yeah, they, they they talked about that too in the in the Retronauts episode about how, especially in Turtles in Time, like how it, if you if you don't move fast enough, it'll like try to kill you. Like I'm sure you've noticed that, right? If you don't move, yeah. it'll say hurry and then it'll drop a bomb on you. And also, if you mm-hmm. get through, if you go far enough through it without getting hit, they'll drop a bomb on you as well because it's more like arcade bullshit where they just wanted you to lose life. So if you're doing too well, they'll just make you automatically get hurt and you can't dodge it in any way. Well, luckily, I have played well time. enough to yeah. see that. Because they were uh, talking about trying to record the um, the playthrough, like where the guy doesn't get hit and all that for you to watch. But what did you play first, John? Same thing. I went for the arcade game. Oh, okay. Just I felt like you had to. I mean, that was like the ultimate. Um, and I think after that, I jumped to um, my mo- personal most played, which would have been uh, Turtles 2 for, for NES. Like out of this whole bunch, I definitely played that one the most. I did Turtles one a little bit, like I played a couple levels, um, and then and then I uh, switched over to Turtles two, and I played Turtles two almost all the way to the end while I was editing. Like I get, I made it to the Technodrome, and then I stopped there. But I also put on the code where you get ten lives for every continue. I, I added the little option on there because I started off with doing the two lives, and then I just died real quickly, and I'm like, I don't want to do this, so I just started over again. I just no. was playing through it. And uh, I, it was it was nice to once you figure out how to do. I'm sure you did this when you were a kid. Like if you press A and B, like in the right at the right time, you do that move where you jump and hit the guy, and it'll automatically kill him. That was my favorite thing to do as a kid. Mm. And I actually discovered that on my by myself. I didn't find it in Nintendo Power or anything, just from playing the game so much. But if you press yeah, you press A and B at the same time, you you do a special move that will kill any of the any of the uh, regular. Uh, foot soldier guys in one hit and you get more you get like two points instead of one point for doing it also so it was a, it was cool about, to do that again what was everybody's blind spot on mm. this collection like a game that you never played like for, for me it was all the game boy games so i went right to the game boy game. after yeah. i did my my arcade game and then the nes i went right to the game boy games to just try those out yeah i tried all i tried all the game boy games out um I actually, I'm, I'm going to be honest. One of the main reasons I wanted to was just to see Game Boy games on a big TV. Like, yeah, yeah, you got, you got to put that, that non-HD so. on your HD. Like, that's the that's the point of it. Is to put a uh, Game Boy games on a 4K. Like, I mean, you're not yeah. living if you're not doing that. Fuck Elden Ring. It's got a very, fuck it's that got other a very noise. Feel. You got to put black and white. Uh, what two bit, whatever the Game Boy was. Put that on your TV. So the first two Game Boy games are pretty alike, but the third one feels just like a standard like side-scrolling adventure game. Yeah, the, the um, third, like, 
kind of like a Castlevania like a little bit. Yeah, the third game is a Metroidvania actually, and uh, mm-hmm. it, there's a cool thing that the same thing with the options on that. You can actually ch- this is crazy that they did this. Like you have to salute them for doing this. Um, there's an option that you can do where you can actually change the map to where the icons, where there are different icons that will actually tell you what's on the map. Whereas on the regular game, the map just shows like dots, just little Good dots dot, on the map, yeah. and there is a map. But if you switch it. It'll show like a little boss icon. It'll show like a little door icon. It'll show a little like treasure icon thing. So you can actually kind of awesome. know like what you're going to do. And they added that into the game. It wasn't there before. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. Like they should do that for everything. Like make the map better. Or, like put a map in there if it's not there, you know. And, and one thing interesting that I figured out with this game that you have to do is if you start the game and then you save and then you exit and then you turn the map thing on and you go back to your game. It won't be different. You actually have to start a whole new game with the map changed in order for it to like change the icons. So, so if you've already saved it, you got to leave completely, leave and start a whole new game again with the icon thing uh, selected, and then you can do it that way. So I played that. That was like the f- last game that I played, just because I wanted to tool around with the with the Metroid one. And it's really cool because you it's called like Radical Rescue, right? And you you start as like Michelangelo, and you have to go find all the other turtles, and they all have different powers that they do that can get you farther in the game. That's There's the Metroidvania stuff in it. And it's cool because Michelangelo can kind of like float like while you're like while you're moving around and and you get like a full pizza which kind of acts as like a as like a fairy, like a Zelda fairy, like where you die, you come back to life for having that. And it took me a minute. I was like, why can't I use it? And I was like, oh, well, I have to lose all my life and then I get it and then it'll bring me back to life. But it's cool. Like, uh, and that's the only one. I, I didn't play the second Game Boy one and I have the first Game Boy game. So I've played it a million times. I know all the stuff on there. But a lot of it is blind stump spots for me because I only played a few of these games. Like I, I guess I mm-hmm. like I think I was in the turtles and fell out of the turtles real quick because <laughs> it was like I played I played Turtles one. I rented it. I own Turtles the arcade game, so I played the shit out of that the NES one, and that's it. Well, and Follow the Foot Clan on Game Boy, and those are the only two the only games that I had. And I played I played the fighting game in college because somebody had it at LCC, and I just wanted to try it because I was huge into like Street Fighter likes or whatever. So, but that's about the only thing that I played. I mean, I played the arcade, the original one, a little bit, you know, and I bought a, what was it? I bought the Nexus, the TMNT Nexus game on GameCube because it had the arcade game in there that was unlockable. But that's like it, really, that I played of Turtles games. So this was, a lot of this was new to me. And uh, I did, like I said, after I, after I played this stuff, I, I jumped online to try out the online. And that's really where the game dies for me because the online sucks. It's terrible. It really does at this point. It's on the same. Just, it's on the I've same. Not tried the online yet. It's bad. It's real bad. It's on the same level as uh, beat 'em up bundle. If you remember that, With two people is kind of okay, yeah. but if you get any more than three, it's really, really bad. And I'm talking about like slideshow bad, where you can't even move, and the music is just like. Meh, 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 meh. I mean, I, I streamed it, and it was yeah. bad, like bad, bad, bad. <laughs> And I'm just like, I'm like, what the fuck happened here? What you didn't, you didn't use the new online system or something? Like what, what the fuck? Like, I mean, when yeah. you, you're looking at this game that's like three, 30 years old that is running like shit with three people, and then you see something like Monster Hunter that has like a whole bunch of giant monsters and like four people fighting together, and there's no hitches. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, um, I mean, yeah, you're obviously they obviously something got fucked up with the. They're obviously not using the right online because I've played bigger games that run great on the switch. Like I'm saying, like, like look at like Splatoon and monster hunter. Like you rarely ever get a slowdown on that, on those online battles. And this one is every time three people sprite, a fucking sprite game, it won't run like what, what the fuck? 
you know, that was I a real disappointment that for me. Is like, well, first of all, you know, in the first couple of weeks of any online game, there may be hitches that they didn't foresee, right? And there could be a patch coming down the road. I they didn't the expect that, that four they, people would be playing online together. That they used the rollback net code for tournament fighters says they're taking it seriously. So I would yeah. expect in a couple of weeks they're, they're going to fix it and make it make it happen, right? I don't think rollback would work for the adventure games as much. Yeah. Maybe it would. It, we we still didn't uh, determine whether it was actually for Nintendo or not because a lot of times no roll cat, rollback is not included on the Nintendo. Um, on the on the Nintendo versions of these games, so I mean that's that was what they said on the game as a whole, but they never said specifically that it was Nintendo Switch. But I did play oh. I, I did play the fighting game online, and it did work fine. But it's a, but like I said, two people only with two people does it work fine. So, that's so IGN why. gave the gave the collection a seven out of ten, and they cited the, the online experience as a reason why it got knocked down a few points. To me, I don't it doesn't quite make sense to put so much weight on the online. Because these this collection of games alone is like I think it's at a surface level without the, without the extras and bells and whistles. It's an eight out of ten. These are st- solid games. Some of them are not. Some of them are, are more curiosities, but you'd want them there. Um, if they were if they were missing, it would seem like an odd thing out. They bothered to include, you know, pretty much every classic. I mean, it, it, they did every classic Konami Turtles game is is here and that to me is like that's a that's not just like an okay package that's not a seven out of ten to me that's at least an eight out of ten arguably a nine right and then they went to the extra mile of adding all the the options and the extra features and there's like two thousand items or something that you can search uh for as far as like magazines and all that stuff essentially yeah like jpegs yeah i was if there's bad online on the first day i don't think that warrants a seven out of ten rating and it's just not that big a deal to me because there's so much great about the whole package well i, I think these I, games these games shine as multiplayer experiences so. yeah they're they're pretty they're pretty boring Short to of go playing through them couchy. by yourself because they're real easy and they're real just one note like i mean i think this game's kind of more boring than the tick game on super nintendo like when you're playing it by yourself because you don't even really have like throw moves or anything it's real basic compared to like something like final fight or streets of rage like you got one you got one punch and like one jump and that's it you know so it's you can get and get real you can get real boring after a while and there's no and you can you know you can live forever like you never run out of credits so it's like pretty there's more stuff in uh turtles in time has more moves um and it moves faster like yeah no i played through that one too i played through both of them that's great yeah Yeah, i played through the arcade which which, it kind of sucks because turtles in time i never played the game before and it sucks that i played through it on on the online mode because that was the worst way to do it also like everybody it's i guess it's a thing to like give yourself credits constantly so while you're trying to listen to the cutscenes and stuff it's like like whatever they're saying like when they get credits people just like hammer on the start button just like over and over and over again they did the same thing with the end of the first game where i'm just trying to watch the end of it it's just like cow 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 bug and that's just yeah that's just what people do now and it's so annoying trey i was telling you this before we start recording but uh the only time I tried online was with the the original arcade. I was just like, I want to play it like I did back at the skating rink back in the day. Um, 
play it with three other random people I don't know. And um, it was just like running like a slideshow, like you said. Oh, yeah. So that's exactly what happened. Like somebody had like 94 lives. So I started cowabunging myself to where I had 96 lives, which it goes in like increments of two. Yeah, yeah. As soon as they saw that I went to 96, they're like, cowabunga, cowabunga. So they're yeah. 98. <laughs> yeah, we did that. And then too. we just kind of yeah. go And so we went like back and forth like a few times, like one upping each other. And that was way more fun than, than actually the playing the game. <laughs> <fighting>. <laughs> another, another thing that really sucks about the online is if somebody like starts and like picks a character and then leaves, their character will just stay on the map and they won't move. So you can't progress the game until they die. So that's why it, it was kind of good that you that, the, that you get bombed in Turtles in Time because otherwise you can't do anything because the character won't leave. Just because they left the online, there's still a character that's just standing there in the middle of the game that's just not doing anything. And you just and and, and, and you'll be in a level where there's nobody to hit them. So it's just like, well, what the fuck do I do? I can't move because they won't move and there's no way for me to move them aside from exiting the game. You know, so that's incredibly annoying too. Not to mention there's only four games that are online out of, like, what, the 14 games that are on there or something? I think that's another thing they were talking about as far as online goes, that there's only there's only so many... Yeah, there's only four games. There's just the two arcades, there's the Genesis one for some reason, and the Super Nintendo fighting game, and that's it. So oh, that's, really? So that's really an oversight as far as, like, what's available to play online. And I think that's what they gave it a lower score for. And I understand that, because, yeah... That's a small. That's a small amount of what's yeah, on there. That's points off. Yeah, not having the consistency. I'd like to play the the NES games online. Those were the ones that I enjoyed mm-hmm. the most, and uh, I was disappointed when I found out those weren't online. Yeah, we can't well, play. Well, I played play of the Hyperstone Heist. I liked. Um, I didn't play too far into it, but it's. it's I liked fun. it too. It, it's yeah, got. It's, cool. it's got a lot of the. I noticed that it actually has a lot of the same sprites as Turtles in Time. Like they. Like it looks. Yeah. Like the they opening, look just as good. Like the, the, opening the opening is yeah, opening pretty much exactly the same the, too. Yeah, with the, the same. Yeah, with the Statue of Liberty. Um, one thing that sucks though, I didn't mention this in our difficulty episode, but because it's a Genesis game, uh, if you run out of lives and you don't have another person playing with you, you automatically go to a game over. So it's like pretty hard to uh because i i was playing online because you can play that one online and i had a person with me and we were going back and forth and every time one of us had a game over you could come back if you had two players and then they left me and then i ran out of lives and it's like game over and i'm like what the fuck no, and then i'm at the beginning you and, abandoned me and we were like in the final level we were in like shredder's temple and all that shit and i'm like what the fuck man i, I was gonna try to beat all of them one after another but i would just once i they dropped out and i got a game over i'm like i'm not starting this over again but i do it think it runs really thing, well for what it is about Hyperstone Heist and about the uh, Genesis version of Tournament Fighters. Those are the only ones that you can't use the classic controllers on. Because oh, really? I didn't I try. Tried all, all, I tried all the classic controllers. They all worked. And you, can all, you can do all the button mapping um, and to, to make it work, right? Except for on the Genesis controller, the C button functions as pressing L and R because there's no L and R on the oh Weird. so but why why so can't can, c button be like x or something so there's only a b and c right but here's the thing is that on the genesis switch online controller they actually have a, a mode button which is on the corner which yeah. they could have used that they could have that maybe maybe hopefully they'll release an update to fix it and apply that to the the LNR, click the mode button to do the LNR function to get out of the game. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. But so you're playing the game. 
I was playing the game and I was, I was like, cool. I, I reassigned all the buttons. I assigned one to A, one to B, and one to C. And I'm playing the game. I hit the A button, fine. I hit the B button, fine. The action happens. I hit the C button and it goes back to the menu. Oh, weird. You just can't, you can't use it. So you're talking about the Genesis Classic Controller, right? Genesis Classic Controller. I thought you were talking about all, like, the NES and the Super Nintendo one. I thought you were saying that those wouldn't work with the Hyperstone Heist game. Yeah, I was trying to go through, and you, know, you can you can map, you can button map all the controllers, so I, I just took the time to go with each of the controllers and in, into each game and button map it properly so I could always play with the Super Nintendo controller if I'm doing Turtles in Time or, you know, uh, the other ones worked, and the Genesis uh, it doesn't work for that reason. Mm. So I wish they'd fix that. That's too bad. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't try it with the other controllers. I just did it with the regular, which is my regular Apito, which it worked, which it worked fine for. But cool, it's out. I think the only things I haven't played Manhattan Project, and I haven't played Turtles in Time on Super Nintendo. I didn't play those, and I didn't play the second Game Boy game. Because I was more yep. interested in the third one because it's the Metroidvania and all that. What I, I played of the to... second one felt a lot like the first one. So yeah, they're similar, I, I guess. Probably the sprites aren't as big though. I think the main problem with the first one, and they kind of say it in the Retronauts episode. Chris Kohler says it's kind of like a shooter almost, where you're just kind of walking and people come to you and you sh- and you like take yeah. them out. It's like almost kind of feels it reminds like a, me of like a top down um, shooter, Kung Fu. Oh, oh, sure. Yeah. There's a little, like, kung that. fu yeah. game where you're just like, people are walking behind you, you and you're just like, boom, yeah. boom, 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 back and forth. Or what was that one game that was really bad? China Warrior? What it's called? It's kind of like that, oh, too. Yeah. Well, just yep. because the just because the turtle sprite is so, is so yeah. huge that, like, you can't really see much else. It's just kind of, you just see them and, yeah, but it's, you know, I had fun with it when I was a kid for, for, what, for whatever it was. Another thing that disappointed me about the game and I wouldn't like mark down scores about it, but I was upset that there were no videos in it. Like there's all this extra stuff, but there's no behind the scene videos of anything. Like there's no, there's no videos. They're just all, they're just all pictures. Everything's just pictures of stuff. So that, that was a disappointment. Cause I, you know, cause they worked on uh, the blizzard collection, you know, with, with the one has Blackthorn and like the lost Vikings and all that. And, and there's a ton of like behind the scene videos on there with the developers where they talk about the games. And I watched all of them and I thought they were really cool. And I kind of sat down. I sat down with my lunch, like ready to, ready to watch behind the scene videos on uh, on Cowabunga Collection. And I was disappointed that I couldn't find any. Slow design docs. They won't even let you uh, search video on there. You can search some things, but I got, not video. I got excited when I saw the comics. I'm like, oh, do they have like the full comics on here? But it's just the, it's just the covers. Yeah, which I mean, that, still, that's I mean, cool. It's still really cool. Like the co- it's I, really I looked, cool. Yeah, I looked at all the comic covers, but yeah, you don't get to read the whole thing. Because you can sort of infer the story arc of the comic being like so different than what we were used to as kids seeing in the cartoon and all that. Well, I mean, I I, I looked through all the comics. The first issue. (laughs) I I looked through all the comics and actually noticed a lot of story arcs that were in the 2012 Best Turtles show. So, I mean, I was like, oh, hey, I know who that is because I saw them in the Turtles show saying it's the best one. Watch it. I think it's on Hulu or something. You can watch it. It's much better than the original ones. I just remember I got an A on a speech I gave in college for speech class. We had to do a comparative speech or whatever it was. 
And I did like the uh, difference between the Ninja Turtles cartoon and movies versus the comic book. Oh, nice. So, uh, so like the whole thing about like him being a rat that got mutated instead of like a person yeah. who became a rat or whatever. But that, also, that's like the, that's the, the comics, big I guess yeah. Raphael actually like turns into a villain. Oh, oh sure. Well, well, I mean, well, I mean, like that's. I mean, he's always kind of rogue. Like, uh, what was it? That fourth Turtles movie, which I really like. Well, he the, becomes the animated he one. Becomes they have that Shredder cool uh, in the comic. Oh, really? Because they have that cool Leo, yeah. the, the Leo Raph fight in the rain. It's like my favorite part of that whole mm-hmm. movie where they fight each other. And I thought it was cool where Raphael becomes his own, like, he becomes his I'm own. I'm pretty like, sure vigilante in the comic, Raphael kills, kills Shredder, but they don't, like, then he, like, takes over, but nobody really knows at first. They can't notice that he's gigantic. <laughs> 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 that, he, that he doesn't look like Shredder because he has a big shell or whatever. Shell, yeah. But, um, yeah, I played everything on here i tried it all um but yeah the stuff i put the most time in was definitely um you know the arcade which i finished and then i played turtles in time like i said i would and one thing i wanted to note just because well a couple of things first in both games both the arcade and the uh, super nintendo version there's this graffiti on a wall that literally says usa jail and one of them has like a statue of liberty next to it like it's part of the graffiti and the other one is just usa jail but i'm like why what was that like what one or the other like was being true to like maintaining that graffiti but it was strange and then the other thing was that uh i didn't even realize in the in the original super nintendo version but on the game over screen it's the image of them like all peeking out from under the manhole that was like the teaser poster from the first movie from the movie Mm -hmm. yeah and that's also in the arcade and also in the arcade, the theme song at the beginning Pizza is Power. coming out of their shells yeah. tour. Yeah. They yeah, talk about yeah, the last bulk of me. I want our listeners yeah. and you, and I want both of you to know, and also our listeners to know you, you can look up coming out of our shells tour on Spotify. It's on there. The album's on there. You can listen to the full Oh, man. Pizza Power <laughs> wow. on Spotify right now if you want I to. Gotta go. I can finally retire my because tape. <laughs> there's a one minute version of it on the extras in this. Oh, nice. Because that's probably just the full sound file from the. Yeah, they said but, uh, uh, Chris Kohler was saying that it was not that was not easy to get the rights of that song for this for this release. So I believe they that. had to jump through some hoops to get to get that well, song the like at the at the beginning of the arcade. Yeah. I just want to reissue their song. Well, I mean, really? it, I mean, any. I actually made my uh, coworkers listen to that whole album the other day. I well, put, I just put it on, but because they were let me DJ, you know, and it was kind of. And you're like, I'm gonna put on fucking t- Turtles on Ice or whatever the fuck it was they, coming out well, of their. Well, I was playing a bunch of like <laughs> I was playing a bunch of like 80s and 90s music, you know, kind of like some cheesy stuff. So I threw it in there, and it kind of fit the vibe. You're like, I can really torture you now. It's <laughs> just just ready. Be and ready. at one point, somebody was like, "Wait, they're singing about Pizza Power. Does this have anything right. to do with the Ninja Turtles?" And I'm like. The last eight songs you just heard were all different Ninja Turtles singing. <laughs> O'Neill and Splinter. Wow. This is just dawning on you right now. And he just started laughing, and it was it was totally worth it just for that moment. That's funny. There's some bangers on that. There's some catchy songs there. Oh yeah, I love um, I love uh, uh, Surf and Subterranean Tubin. Yeah, it's my favorite one on there. So I got got a, like a '90s slash right. '60s surfer vibe. Yeah. Yep. And then Raphael's got his little rap breakdown in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I, I think I, I I probably missed that. I did. I mean, 
I saw a lot of like I saw He Man on ice. I saw tur- I saw The Simpsons on ice. I saw a lot of ice on ice things, but well, I, but I don't think I, I saw never, Turtles I coming see out of the live. show. Um, you had the cassette, I saw right? I got the cassette Me from yeah. Pizza Hut. Oh, okay, and uh, my mom recorded it because I was at school. They did their show on Oprah, so uh, she recorded yeah. it on VHS so yeah, that all of us YouTube, kids. Yeah could come home and watch it like we were done with school and like all of us like we all met up at our house like is what i still lived in california and we all watched that oprah winfrey episode together with the commercials nice yeah i've I've watched that tape a million times so i have all the songs i don't know because i don't have them all memorized right now but if you get me going i could sing all of them i could i could karaoke most of them without words (laughs) yep we actually used to karaoke them too. That's the thing. Like my mom, we had like a little karaoke machine, and when my cousins would stay the night at our house, that's something we do. We'd like put on the Ninja Turtles cassette, and we'd like sing into the microphones. And you know, my mom, my mom loved the Splinter song, Skipping Stones. Skipping she'd always, Stones. She'd always like do that one. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was that was the one that I always fast forwarded through. I was like, this one's boring. This one kind of sucks. <laughs> but, but. Oh, well, yeah. well, Splinter, you know, he's older. He, he's not. He's not right. up with the times and all that. Yeah, um, yeah. In, in your in your speech, did you talk about like the the connection between like Daredevil and Turtles? I'm sure we've talked about that. Before. I didn't know that yeah. until I learned it in through this podcast. Yeah, that that well, because I'm sure you the ooze that they are mutated with is the same ooze that blinds Daredevil and gives him his powers. Yeah. So like the ooze that that hits him falls through the sewers and hits them, and it's all like. You know, it's all references to all of it. Like Splinter is stick, and like uh, the foot is the hand. Like it's the original. I mean, the original Turtles was basically a parody of Marvel Comics at the time. Was like the idea of it. So I mean, all of this was all Daredevil shit. <laughs> you know, so it's a. Uh... Well, I like the idea of some wacky, like cartoony thing happening down in the sewer while the whole Daredevil universe is occurring up upstairs. Well, Daredevil's know? working on the streets there. Yeah, because I mean they're. <laughs> Are they already teenagers or he raises them for a while, right? So they're down in the sewers for a bit before they're ready to like yeah, that show up and do some fighting. Yeah, that I'm not sure of, like how old they were. Like I thought they, they were yeah. baby turtles from the cartoon shows them growing up straight into like humanoid figures. Yeah. You know, adults. That's true. I guess. But, the, but then they trained them, but it's but it's fuzzy on like how long they were trained for, like how many years that was before they come to whatever movie has that little jim jim henson you know creature or whatever yeah where he was like stop motion doing cute little ninja kicks yeah Yeah. oh yeah where they were still babies they were still right yeah right well they do the same thing with like the the one the wrong version where uh splinter is the rat is like learning is learning karate (laughs) is learning karate from his master like it's i wish that was canon well but it takes away from the whole like uh the relationship between us splinter and splinter and shredder though like that they were actual you know they're like they're like the you know they're like uh, reed richards and dr doom or like uh magneto and professor x like the same sort of thing where they're where they're friends but they're turned against each other because of whatever reason like there's much more Umph to it. There is some way, sort you know. of story where there's betrayal or some shit, I thought, back in Japan. Well, yeah, they like fell in love with the same woman or something like that. There's some sort of. I, I thought it was a romantic, whatever and he, thing. He like, killed, but... uh, like, Orokosaki killed her or whatever. Probably. Yeah, remember, Orokosaki is Shredder and he's got that mask. Mm-hmm. It's true. He does. Yes. <laughs> he does have that mask. Uh, it's like that, the, the rat. That is learning 
ninja moves and this is a pre-mutation rat this is just like a normal rat <laughs> yeah somehow able to learn ninja moves it's ridiculous yeah i mean they're very intelligent creatures and they can and yes they can from their cage they can learn how to kick stuff if you're kicking things i guess that's how it works but no i, I, th- I thought it was i thought it was a great collection um i'll definitely come back and play more of the games i already got two beats of the week out of it so i'm gonna get some more than that so. i look forward to them you know, continuing to pay attention to this game, patch it, fix it up, add a few things here and there. This, the love that they put into it at the outset, I, I can't see them just ignoring any sort of you know, consistent fan grapes. I, I, I would expect you know that eventually the NES game and every other appropriate game would be available online. I just can't see them ignoring it, going to all the trouble of adding everything that, that, that would they be did nice. and then. Than not doing that. It it, it, w- it was weird because when I was uh, when I was playing through the first one, you know, I just I just opened a lobby and I just played and people would just join me, and it was like two people is great, you know, two is the best, and then a third person gets in, it gets really really choppy. But then I towards the end, I actually got four people in there, and it was running kind of okay, like it wasn't like completely choppy, and it was kind of smooth. So I had like a little tiny like few minutes of it actually working passable i guess on four player like it wasn't great but it was enough that you could still kind of control what was going on and we did beat the game with four players so i did have that and it sort of worked but yeah every time there was three people it just did not work so i don't so yeah they really need to really need to work on that i wonder what the reviews are saying for the non-nintendo versions is the same thing happening on playstation and xbox i'm just saying like i hope they don't they shouldn't like throw the the they shouldn't be pointing at nintendo on that though because like i said Monster Hunter is doing way more shit than this fucking 90s arcade game that's that's fucking sprites walking around like Monster Hunter has like multiple poly- polygonal fucking monsters running into each other multiple ones plus four other people well, like, a lot of that has to do with the company the company themselves are like maintaining the servers I think I don't think Monster Hunter is necessarily going through maybe they're going through Nintendo's online service but they probably have their own servers so I'm kind of wondering, like, is Digital Eclipse like not equipped for the amount of people that maybe, um, yeah, maybe, maybe, the game? maybe not, yeah. If so, now they have the money to fix the infrastructure. Hopefully, I mean, they they are. I, I know that Monster Hunter was using the new, and I said it before. They're using the new Nintendo online service. Apparently, that new online service, the first game that used it was Monster Hunter Rise. So I mean, that was a big part of it. So I don't know. Okay. I don't know how they have that going, but yeah, it might be their own their own stuff on it as well that they just don't know how to make it run as well, but it did. I don't know, but they weren't the ones like, I felt like the other game, like Strider's revenge ran better, like ran much better than this one did online. So, but that's, is that, they also have that, that game is going to be constantly uh, compared to this one and the other game running so much better online. You know, I, I it was optimized it. from the beginning for that. It was built for yeah. that. These games are being retrofitted to function that way. And you can play six people online with that, and it works great. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened with that. But uh, I think, I, I mean, we've talked to like 40 minutes about sure. turtles here. Uh, do you yeah, want to uh, turtle away here, John? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to slowly turtle away. So before you, I just want to say one thing before you go, John. There's one thing I wanted to mention while you're on here. Uh, there's a game called Tinykins. Uh, I just watched yeah, a review. Game. I watched a review of it. The Pikmin game. 
Yeah, it's really cool. There's a demo of it. Just try out the demo. It actually reminds me a lot of Chibi Robo, just because you're a little tiny person oh, inside of a house and everything's big. And there's like, there's like, uh, you know, there's like books and stuff making like bridges sure. that you go over, and you can surf on a piece of soap, and it's really fun. I actually, nice. I played the. It has a very long demo. Like, uh, I think it's like. I played it for two hours and it's not over yet. So I mean, it is a very extensive demo, cool. but I really, really like the shot. I like the game a lot. Uh, play, play the demo. It's free. I think you'll enjoy it. It reminds me of Pikmin and, and Chibi Robo together, and uh, I guess a little Paper Mario too, because it's like a sprites on a three like D on a three D background. But it's it, it's really cool and it runs really well. So I'm gonna give it a shot. Really enjoyed it. Before I go, I wanted to just make sure to mention uh, and and say thank you to Simon, our new patron. Uh, yeah, I don't think I. I personally said thank you uh, when we were talking earlier, but thank you. I appreciate that. Thank uh, you. Anyone else who's willing to support. All right. I'm going to take off. All right. Later. Later. Cool. Break time. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Wow! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and hey, Mario, let go. Whoa. 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 He's throwing us back to the show. So long, gay Bowser. Ah! Ah, patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Game over.
we're back from the break. So Splatoon 3 Splatfest happened over the weekend, and you actually got to play it. I, I did. I didn't get to play three way though, which made me say it. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand how that actually works, because when I jumped onto it, it threw me right into it. But then I didn't do it again after that. So I don't understand what chooses whether you do that or not. And it was so I, I jumped in. You know, it was all the characters uh, doing their thing, telling me what's happening. You know, like they normally do in Splatoon. And and at the time, I'm I'm a, I was Team Scissors, Scissor Me Timbers right. over here. And uh, I was—I thought it was interesting that we all picked different things. Like, uh, you were—you were Team Paper. John was Team Rock. He didn't actually play, but I was Team Scissors. We all got the different one. And when it started, it told me the Team Scissors was like one percent of every everything else. It was like thirty-three percent or something like that. And then it dropped me right into the like the the three one. And I was and I was in the middle because I was because the scissors were the middle, so like they pop, plopped us right in the middle of the map, and everybody was coming at us from both sides. And I'm like, oh, this is cool, you know, because I had already read that you hadn't done it yet, and I and I got I got like just barely under the wire, like um, basically, you know, we Jess and I we went to we went to go like to to their grandma's house, and we we went to like get get um groceries for for grandma and all this shit. And I was incredibly exhausted because I had like a crazy week of work and plus like editing this and I just had like no time. So, so basically we did that. And then I, I was like, I'm going to take a nap. We were supposed to have a party like for the, for the apartment for like the, for like the, our building was like having a cookout in the back or whatever yeah. upstairs neighbors were. And I was like, right, I, we got back at like five and I'm like, all right, I'm going to take a nap. And then I'm going to go out there around like seven or something and hang out. I, I ended up sleeping till like nine thirty because I was so exhausted. So I missed the party, and whatever. And I was like, I just want to jump. I just want to jump in, jump on for the last like twenty minutes of Splatfest because it like ended at like eleven o'clock, and I did. And I played three matches in like fifteen minutes, and then it was over. And that was. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to. But I got to play the Splatana. The the you know the katana um, windshield wiper thing that was cool. Uh, I did the I did the um, the bow and arrow thing, whatever the fuck it's called. I I, pl- I played with that, so I got to try out some of the new weapons, but it was it was over very quickly. But before that, I did like download a demo and I walked around the plaza and I looked at everybody's pictures and I I made a picture of like of the scissors <laughs> the the scissor me and I, and I like posted it and all that and and it's uh yeah I saw everybody talking about the plaza and because I was having so much fun playing Splatoon 3 right after that I jumped right into Splatoon 2 and did and did a bunch of that stuff but what was your I mean what were your thoughts on the small uh global test fire that you got to play yeah so kind of like you I just happened to be up I had to um uh, we there is a memorial for a friend of mine that passed away last month, and it was like Saturday at this bar in town, and plus I had to work that afternoon. So normally I would have just slept, but I got up pretty early to get ready, and kind of while I was waiting for Shauna to finish getting ready and head over to the event, which was kind of just like a it was like five hours where you could just show up whenever and hang out with people. You know, it's just one of those very informal gatherings, but. While she was getting ready, I played Splatoon 3. And yeah, I only ever got matched up in uh, two team matches, but I had a lot of fun with it. You know, it didn't feel, I have it it, here in the notes, it it felt more like when Fortnite does a new season or something, you know, like it just felt like, okay, maybe there's some new levels. I don't really feel like these mechanics are new. And it doesn't seem like the the layout or the the method of locomotion is all that different. So, 
I don't know, maybe, you know, more stuff will become apparent over time, but it just didn't feel all that different than Splatoon 2 to me. I mean, I've heard this. Some people are saying that there's like not enough in Splatoon 3. Like it kind of feels more like a DLC and not like a whole new game. That's how I feel from the yeah. demo that I played. Yeah. Uh, this is what this is what I think on it. Um, you know, Splatoon 2 came out at like the very beginning of the Nintendo Switch's lifespan. And uh, they, even though it does work really well, I feel like Splatoon 3 is going to be, it's going to be the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 of Splatoon series. Like, what I mean is like, you know, it's like 2017. We're having two sequels back to back here of stuff that came out in the first year. I'm just saying that the new version, I think, is going to be a lot smoother. It's going to play a lot better than the original one was. And it's it's starting with all the things that you had on Splatoon 2. And Splatoon 2, like, started as a fragmented thing. And they kept adding stuff to it as it went. And then it became what it is now. So even, yes, though, there's not, even though there's not that much starting with, I think we're going to get more stuff down the line that will make it more different. But for me... And I, I feel it's. I don't understand why I'm one of the few people that cares, but I'm really excited to play the the single player stuff because that's what Splatoon had me on at the very beginning. Like Splatoon One, I love the single player, and multiplayer was something that it just kind of roped me into after I'd finished that. So I'm really excited to see that stuff. And there, and there's just like small things that yeah, no, maybe you don't necessarily need a whole game for it. But I, I finally watched. It took me like a week to, to finally watch the whole like Treehouse playthrough thing. Of this and Harvestella, but I just finished it yesterday. Finally, I watched wow. it. Like, I watched it like ten minutes a day for like six days or something like that. Because you're the have, real MVP. Because I didn't have that much time to watch it, but I really wanted to watch the whole thing just in case there was some shit that I missed. But one, or the one thing I took away from the Splatoon part of it was that you can actually, you can actually like uh, categorize your weapons by weapon types, which is weird that that was never available for Splatoon two. Like, when I started Splatoon 2 again, I'm looking at all my weapons, and I'm like, where the fuck is this? Where is this? Like, why can't I just look at this one thing? And it's all, there's no, like, rhyme or reason to how everything's, you know, categorized on there. The way I remember the weapons on Splatoon 2 is, like, you basically get, like, a round of all the different types, and then it would start over again as you were, like, going up in level. Like, you know. So, it was kind of, it was kind of grouped in order of power and then those subgroups, not in like the actual weapon types. That, that's how you buy them. I'm talking about like after you've already bought them and how you're oh, like, okay. Gotcha. Where this, this new one's going to be like, all right, here's all the brushes that you bought. And, and it'll just put them all in one thing. And you can just look at all the brushes that you have and see what they do. And, it, and, that, and they never did that in Splatoon 2. And that's cool. It's like here's all the rollers. Like here's all the here's all like the zappers or whatever. And and you can actually categorize them by what type they are as to what you own. And then you can look at all the different things. And that's and that's nice. And also I I, I what was it? I I was level twenty seven. I upgraded to level twenty eight. And I found out that level thirty is pretty much the ending point of new weapons. Like 30 is like the last of the weapons you get for Splatoon 2. So I'm going to try to make it to level 30 before Splatoon 3 comes out. That was my plan. I'm, I'm like halfway okay. to 28 now, I think, or 29 or something like that. You have like a month and a half. It's a week away. Splatoon 2 is a week away. Or Splatoon 3 is a week away. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's coming out a week from this Friday on the, on the 9th. I thought it was coming out while I was on vacation. It is coming out while you're on vacation on the 9th. But I'm, I'm very, I'm very excited for it. Uh, no, I played three and then I jumped right back into two, and I and I was like, uh, you know, I was playing a bunch of like just the regular, like uh, just the regular um, turf war stuff and having fun, and I was like, I want to try some other weapons, so I started playing around with the with the ink brush, 
took forever for me to finally get into it. But I, but I was like, let's let's try some of the ranked matches. So I jumped into the ranked match with the inkbrush, and then all of a sudden everything came together for me. I'm like, wait a second, inkbrush is great in ranked matches. <laughs> like I had, I killed like ten people in a row. It was insane. Like I had this crazy like. Where because like we were doing splat zones, which is basically you defend like these small squares on the map, and you try to keep them your color and try to keep people from like you know graffitiing on them or whatever. And uh, and I was just like running around and just like inking the fuck out of people with the ink brush. And I had this mad streak where I did where I did like over ten kills, and it was insane. I was like, whoa, this is this is great. So I played I played a bunch of rank stuff. I played a bunch of rank stuff. I played a bunch of salmon run, and then all of a sudden I felt like I, I would just like. It's like this whole half of the game that I like never really played. Like I barely played the salmon run because I sucked at it, and I barely played the ranked mode also because I sucked at it. But I played it this time, and I got maybe because of the monster hunter. I guess maybe I'm a little bit better at playing stuff online, but I actually did pretty well. And I'm like, man, I I've wasted all this time with Splatoon too. Like all this other stuff I could have played. But whatever, I'm excited about three. It's gonna be cool. But it's uh, when I was walking around the plaza of Splatoon two, everybody was already like, "Splatoon two will be dead in a week," and and they showed like all this, all these pictures of like the plaza of Splatoon three. It's like it's all empty now, and everybody's like, "What happened? Who won? What? Where's my team at? Here's Team Rock, Scissors, whatever." Like it was, it was. I I just I, I miss how like how cool how like how cool it was in the plaza where like it's constantly changing like people are always putting pictures of stuff and it's always changing and and it was like right after the right when uh when global test fire was done people were already saying shit on the plaza of splatoon 2 and it just feels so alive still for like a five-year-old game you know people are still fucking doing it and it's still real easy to find somebody online and people are still playing the game and i think that's great for now well i mean well when three comes out who knows what's going to happen to the world of Splatoon 2. But I mean, but people are still rocking it. I saw a friend of the show, I saw Kevin was getting back on there, which I hope that means we're going to have a Splatoon 3 party soon, because I'm into that. Yeah, I'm all about Splatoon 3. That's where I met a lot of people. Where Well, I had met Kevin before, I think, but I met Fuchsia and, and Janet at the Splatoon 2 release party, like five years ago at the, at the Emporium. Seems like Fuchsia's at least being nostalgic about it, if not thinking about getting back into it for the new game. She's been posting a lot of stuff about Splatoon. Yes. It, well, we we actually asked her to come on the show when Jesse was there, and uh, it was just a scheduling conflict. But we're definitely going to have Ron whenever it comes out. Good. But uh, she said she was still kind of on the fence about whether she's going to be competitive about three. But I think I think she will. I mean, come on. She'll still at least want to play it. I would. I think the game looks great. You no, know, no, yeah, no. I think I think she's still going to play it. I'm interested in her thoughts of Harvestella, but we'll ask we'll ask her about that whenever that comes around too. Which I loved all that shit as well. Like I, I really enjoyed the Harvestella playthrough stuff. I love how there's a whole season that you have to kill. There's like an evil season that kills everything. It's great. That game looks great. I was watching some of it live while I was at work, and I was and the comments were like, "This game looks so boring." I'm like, "I'm like, fuck you. You don't even know." People are saying Harvestella looks boring probably because you're just like farming on there or something. But yeah, I'm pumped. They don't understand how much reward there is in farming and video games i i I just i just thought they're just being i was like you don't get it man yeah same sort of thing i think harvestell looks awesome actually i think it looks really good like i was watching it on my phone and just like how it's like everything's kind of all autumn and like all the trees are changing and it's all like orange in the background i thought it looked really pretty like i thought all the all the art in it looked really nice and you get to befriend a unicorn who teaches you magic spells like okay i'm into that that's great i need to watch this but I'm going to be bummed if it's all locked into one season because 
The changing of the seasons is a great part of farming and gardening. Oh no, no, they added an extra season that kills everything. That's the oh, cool. that's the quietus, which I found out that quietus was a thing in uh, Final Fantasy twelve, I think, but it has been used before. It's Actually, a word I've heard the word. No, I mean, but in the in the uh, Square Enix world, I think it was in um, wasn't it Octopath as well? It, it's been used in other games before. But yeah, the quiet, the quietus is the is the season that kills all your plants. <laughs> but but it's like the regular seasons, and then an extra one that's like death, and you got to fight it. No, I in think the, it, I in think the literary great. sense, it literally means death or something that causes death, regarded as the release from life. Yeah, it, quietus. The quietus kills your crops, so you got to fight it, which is awesome. No, I, I think it looks really good. That was according to the Oxford Dictionary, by the way. Yeah, if you have some time, uh, give Splatoon two a run again. I'm planning on doing. I'm going to do some uh, Splatoon two online multiplayer next Monday for my stream. I think, it, but jump think on there and give it a try. On my again. Switch. I don't think I've gotten rid of it yet because I still hope to play it. I'm, al- I'm almost at a hundred hours actually. I, I since I rebooted, since I restarted again or just started up again, it said I have 95 hours on there. So I'm going to try to get it to 100 before three comes out. But yeah, it's still great. And the ink brush. Well, is I will great. say, I I, de- I definitely uh, captured some splats. I was like, well, I'm only going to play for a little bit. I only have so much time to play this demo. So those people I did splat, I captured nice. a video of that, so I can prove it. So yes, yeah, so I've officially splatted folks in the newest Splatoon game. Yeah, give me oh. my clout badge. Give oh. me my badge. <laughs> I was killing it with the hammer too. Like uh, the um, the ink brush has the hammer as like the the super move, the hammer mm. stamp. I love that thing yeah. so much. I just like put that up and I'm just like, and I just go through like 10 people at once. It's great. It's the thing you charge up, right? You're talking about that. Yeah, no. Yeah. You, you, it's, you know what you're, it's like your superpower, your super move or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you and charge you, like, from inking press stuff. The and, thumbstick to. You. Yeah. But I love the giant hammer. Cause yeah, you can just, you can just like go through so many people with that or like for splat zones, I would like build up the hammer and then I just go through the area when we didn't have any of it. I just go through and kill everybody that's there, like kill off the whole team and just kind of cover the area and then try to like flip it around to, to our team and all that. It was fun. I was, I felt like I was kind of good at it finally, or maybe I thought I was, I was good getting at it. pissed that people weren't uh, covering the uh, spawn area or whatever. Like you're supposed to carry paint the like, base, man. Base and- yeah. Yeah. People weren't doing that. Paint your um, fucking base. Actually, when I when I uh, when I went to the ranked mode, I'm like I'm like painting. I'm like I gotta paint the base. I gotta paint the base. And then I realized I'm like, wait, no, you don't. This is ranked mode. Everything's different. And mm-hmm. I felt so dumb. I had to like turn my brain off on the paint the base. And I'm like, no, no, no. You gotta go to where the action is. Like, fuck your base. It doesn't matter. That's why everybody left. That's why nobody painted. You know. So I'm like, get out of there. Get out of there. But no, yeah, I'm excited. I think it looks really cool. Stop thinking like a noob. And uh, the uh, and the new and I noticed when you made your own character on Splatoon three, uh, there's no genders anymore, so that's great. You just make your character look how you look. You don't gonna mm-hmm. you don't gonna choose whatever you know. And I, I like that. I think more games should be like it. Shouldn't be like, hey, you have to be this or this. You should just make your character however you want to look, and that's what you are. I like that. So that's cool. I mean, I'm octopus all the way. I made mine into an octopus person just too because I, I, like, I do. I do like the. Octopus. I like the hair. It was all like down and curly in the front. I'm like, oh, that looks mm-hmm. cool. I'm into that. So I did that. I'm wondering because, like, isn't this version supposed to bring in the mammals, in the story mode or something? Wasn't that a thing? I don't know. I thought that was a thing when they originally like revealed it. They were talking about like the mammals are have showed up or something, and uh, we have to maybe think there might eventually be a mammalian 
Blatt character. Maybe. I mean, I guess they brought the. I don't they, know what they'll they turn the into in right? the last one. So, so the Octolings possibly. turn into. There's they travel through the ink the same way, right? They just turn into like octopus shaped instead of squid shape. Yeah, yeah. You can play as the octo. As the so octo I, I wonder how the humans would travel through, or how the I guess mammals, not necessarily humans, would travel through. Well, the, the humans ink. are dead. It's the it's the future. The it would humans be, be are the dead. mammals, yeah. the mammal, whatever the mammals are. Yeah, they, they, they. I mean, they said that at the beginning of Splatoon one that it was that all humanity had uh, like ceased to exist. There, it's in the we're in the future here, which is weird because it's like everything everything's so nice. Like, it's, but it's but it's still like that everybody died like before the the squid people came around or whatever. I like the uh, I liked the feel of getting back into it though. It had been a long time since I played, and there's just a. A freedom of motion and sliding through the paint and being able to jump and do kind of your little dolphin leaps or whatever. Mm-hmm. And kind of like, you know, someone's chasing you and you're able to get into the ink and kind of squirm away. And it's fun. And also, you know, the vertical surfaces and all that, like you can climb up walls as the inkling. And I just really like the uh, the locomotion and Splatoon as far as like a multiplayer game goes. I don't think anything has quite as fun of a way of moving around that I've played. Oh yeah. Well, in in the new one, like now you can like if you ju- like when you jump out, you can like deflect ink off of you. Like there's a new like added move that you can do when you jump out of the ink, like in your squid form, you can deflect oh, shots really? off of you. Yeah, that was in one of the I don't know if it was in the treehouse, but it was in a trailer. They showed that. And when there's also the where you can do the boost where you can climb quicker, like where you kind of charge it and you can like shoot right off the top. So there's stuff like that. I I was going to say you should you should play through all of Splatoon 2's single player before you play Splatoon 3, but you'll be gone. You'll be on vacation. But you should still play the single player. The single player is very good on all those games. I played it up to a point. It just got hard. It, it is it is hard. but uh, And so, I never even got into it. the Octoling expansion. And then I've never even played all the way through because I do own the first, you know, I own Splatoon, the prequel. And uh, it's on the Wii U. Yeah. And I've not even played through that whole single player mode i think it's cool that a, that a series like that just the series like splatoon exists like that it was something that came out of the wii u that is still that is still like thriving and people are still playing it and they still love it you know like uh that's cool i mean it's it's just it's it's just a nintendo it's a nintendo property that you just wouldn't think would i think have, it was happen, nintendo's biggest thing since smash as far as that goes they really kind of like lightning struck twice or whatever they say in that regard even though that was how yeah, I mean, Smash was a long. It was like ninety nine or something. It was a long time ago. I'm saying though, yeah. as far as like that sort of addictive nature for a addictive multiplayer, uh, multiplayer yeah. Well, and it's mm-hmm. so like it's so it's so meta and so like uh, hip. I guess I don't know. Splatoon is is still its own thing to me. I'm like, it's a wonder to behold. I guess I'm like, man, look at all the shit that they did. They were so they were so woke in so many ways. Or at least a lot of people were about it. The the uh, posting was nice. I guess maybe they took out the bad stuff, but. It's always, I'm just saying, I always had a good time walking around the plaza and see what people are saying. Like, it's always, like, there was a, there was a reoccurring thing in the Splatoon 3 thing where it's like, it's like, if this wins, then this, you know, that was kind of, it's like, if Rock wins, I'm going to throw my Switch in the lake. Like, somebody said that, or another person. I saw some stuff like that. What I saw a lot of. Another person was like, if Scissors win, I'm going to cut my Switch in half. And I'm like, why why are you destroying your Switch? I saw that. I saw that one. One thing I always get, and this has happened on all the Splatoon I've played, there's always at least one person talking about being a furry, so maybe that's just something with my algorithm, but like 
there were so many people that were like fellow furries show your uh portrait and it'd be like a really well drawn like picture of their you know their fursuit or whatever wow. and then it'd be like sorry sorry to all the non-furries and i, I there was a lot of like I stuff didn't see like any that of those. I kind of feel like I'm like interrupting something here. Like I'm not a furry. <laughs> sorry. I'm like actually trying to find like the slimy stuff, the squids and the octopuses. I saw a lot of like, um, I saw a lot of queer stuff on there. Like a lot of, well, mostly oh, like, definitely. Mostly I like saw like, uh, like I'm a man that likes men or I, I, I love men and like all this, a lot, lots of that stuff on there. So I saw one that was just like, as far as I'm concerned, love is love. Yeah. I saw stuff like that too. Yeah, yeah, I've seen a lot of uh, support. Mine said uh, it was just a weird face, like I draw, where it's like a side view, and it's just the word "paper" coming out of their mouth, Mm-mm. like a like a balloon. Nice. So yeah, nothing, nothing as cool as scissor me timbers or whatever you said, but I just, cool. I just said scissor me, and I just said there's a oh, you should, totally should have said scissor me timbers, and then had they... two scissors outside of a tree. Oh, I didn't think about that. Well, it's a, <laughs> I, cho- I chose I chose scissors for a couple reasons. Number one, if you watched the you know the new like um whatever the fuck they're called the new models or whatever they call them, uh, each character each like decision between like rock paper scissors represents a different character, and I picked scissors because scissors is is big man is what big man picked. So oh, I, big so man, I was, yeah. So I was voting for big man, but also one of my favorite tag teams from AW, uh, the acclaimed that's like their thing is, is uh, scissoring each other. Like that's, that's their funny thing where they're like, they come out and they like, they put their scissors together and it's funny. I don't know. Oh, so there there's, <laughs> there's two different things about it. They're, they're, they're fighting for the tag team, uh, the, for the tag team belts this weekend. It's going to be exciting, but, uh, yeah, we can move on. Seems harmless enough. We can move on from there. I think I said enough. I think I gushed enough about Xenoblade. Or not, well, I'll get there. About Splatoon 2. Splatoon 2 is great. It's a great game. You should play, play well, try the single player some more. I think it's great. Um, I always thought that Splatoon, to me, the single player, it was basically like Super Mario Galaxy was shooting. So I liked it. It reminded me of those, you know, where you do a little thing and then you shoot to the next planet and you do another thing and you shoot to the next planet. Oh, yeah. And you've you've been saying that since the beginning, like I have I since Splatoon you, One, yeah. our podcast, yeah. So I was always interested in playing it, and I did eventually. But yeah, Splatoon itself is it's just its own animal. Literally, it's a it's a cephalopod. That's true. Yeah, that's like where your brain is in the middle with the arms or whatever. It's like a oct- octopi or cephalopods. So uh, speaking of wrestling, and speaking of other games on the Switch that I really like. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I, I, I got some tips from Axe of the Blood God, of course, while I was listening to them. Uh, they were talking about uh, how you can't get class points from uh, from fighting enemies that are way too below your level. And that spoke to me because I was actually trying to get my class points up, but they just were not. I was stuck on level 8 for the longest time. I was trying to get level 10 on whatever class I was on so I could get to the gun class. You know, the one I really wanted to play, the, uh, the Full Metal mm-hmm. Jaguar or whatever it's called. And I'm like, why am I not getting to level eight? And then I was listening to the podcast and they're like, oh no, you got to do, you can't do like ones under leveled. And I'm like, fuck, really? That's what I've been doing. So I went back and I like maxed all my, my classes out where I was. And then I got to jump to the, um, got to jump to the gun class. And it's been a lot of fun. Like you can do all sorts of crazy gun moves where you shoot a lot of fucking people and all that. 
And uh, and I found another colony, so I fell back into. Uh, I, I was trying to like get to the regular story, and then I did a little bit of story stuff. But then I found a colony. I'm like, well, I got to do all this colony stuff. I found a hero that's trying to kill their own colony, so that's cool. Like every new hero you find is always doing crazy shit on there. And I uh, I I probably saw one of the most metal cutscenes I think I've ever seen in a Nintendo game or Nintendo published game. And I was trying to figure out how I should say this. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Well, I guess minor spoilers. I don't remember the I don't remember the name of the character, so I'm not going to say exactly who they are. They actually showed up as a as a Nintendo Switch Online icon because I thought that that character was going to be more important than they were, but they didn't last for very long. Anyway, uh, there's a part where these two characters they have these big uh, Feronuses or Feronis, whatever they're called, these giant mechs in a uh, Xenoblade. And uh, these, uh, the consoles, I think is what they're called. They're the guys who control them. They uh, they control you through your eyes. So, like, there's a little Ouroboros sing- signal in your eye telling you what to do. And there's these two mechs that are attacking your your party, like your six-person party. And uh, you and you fight them both. And once you defeat them, Ouroboros is like, all right, I'm going to make them do whatever I want. So, all of a sudden, like, this guy's eye is glowing with the Ouroboros signal in the middle. And it's showing, like, all of your characters as, like enemies and he's like he's basically like i'm not fucking listening to you so he cuts his eye like out of his face like in the game like he like fucking cuts his eye out so he does not get any more uh in any more like uh so so they can't talk to him anymore he's like no more commands from you i'll cut i will cut my eye out and i was like fuck dude this this game is metal as shit i'm just saying i've never seen that in a nintendo game i've never seen a character cut their own eye out in a nintendo published game like ever, I can't think of anything. Like so that. I was like, when I saw that, I was like, "Fuck, I love this game." So uh, just because I have to make my troll sign for uh, for every time I go to a wrestling match or to a wrestling event, I, I basically made a sign that says Xenoblade Chronicles Three is better than Elden Ring. I made a sign for that as as a troll. I never played Elden Ring. I just as a troll thing, you know. And I also made. I think I think it's I think it's fair game. <laughs> yeah. I just I was trying to be you know I have to do my video game troll one that's just that's just funny so I, I made that and the other side the one that I actually held up most of the time tonight was my uh, question about the release date of AEW Five Forever because that's really what I want to know and I figure I'm gonna hopefully know it by the end of the weekend that's what I'm thinking but we'll see that was on the other side so the other yeah I had to, there's two sides to it I bought a poster board it's sure. like fifty cents at Target or whatever. Um, and, uh, I, yeah, I wrote out the Xenoblade Chronicles one first and I actually printed out a picture of the cover of, of fight forever. And I glued it to like the middle of the poster. So it says like, I made it specific because I thought that if I was referencing a wrestler specifically, then maybe I would get on the cameras because, you know, sometimes they film people that say things specifically to the wrestlers. So my sign says, Hey, Kenny, as in Kenny Omega, it says, Hey, Kenny, when is AEW Five Forever coming out? Or when does AEW Five Forever come out? And instead of writing out AEW Five Forever, I have a picture. I have the I have the uh, cover of it, the Switch version, like, and I glued it to the middle of the poster. So it says, "Hey Kenny, when does AEW Five Forever come out?" So that's the that was the poster that I made. So I'm hoping to get an answer to that at some point. And I made sure and held it up high when Kenny Omega came out tonight. He probably never saw it, but I'm like Kenny. I know you're in charge of the game department. I'm talking to you specifically here. Tell me when the release date is. Him and Reggie are best friends, and they just like talk about the mother, mother three of this together. <laughs> Maybe I mean Kenny Omega is a big, a big video game guy. 
he's mentioned Mother 3 multiple times. But yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is still great. Uh, surprise, surprise. Uh, I, I mentioned it briefly. I to- will own it someday. Oh, I'm I not. Promise. I mean, you don't have to get it, but I love it. I it's, will. I'm almost at 50 hours. I'm at like 47 hours, something like that. But it's a, it's just a, it's it's really good. Like, I feel like it's, it's it, like, say whatever you want about Xenoblade Chronicles 1 and 2, but 3 is just, they put everything together and it's it's just really smooth and the characters are great. I've gotten to the point, there's a lot of cutscenes where, where they don't actually speak dialogue, but when I'm read, reading the dialogue, I can hear their their voices in my head. Like for each person, so I played it enough where I'm like, okay, well, all right. So you're gonna say that you're gonna say, all right, you would sound like that on that one. It's like when you read a comic of like a TV show mm-hmm. that you've seen and you can hear it all in your head. That's like basically what I when I get to the because there are a lot of silent parts where they'll just talk to each other with no voice acting, but I, in my head I hear exactly how they sound in the game. So I played enough to know who was who and all that. I do that when I read books. Everybody's got a voice. Yeah, but, but if you're reading stuff about stuff where you actually know what their voice is, so you know exactly how they, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like when you, it's like when you uh, read that, well, you and Jess both read the, uh, the Doctor Who Star Trek Next Generation crossover. Like mm-hmm. I remember, I think it I got like David Tennant in it. Yeah. yeah. I think I got one of those for Jess and Jess was like, oh yeah, no, I know all of the voices of these people from reading this and that's cool, mm-hmm. you know, cause I know how they sound cause I've seen all the shows and all that. So but yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is a great game. I, I, I'm pretty sure that I, I know I made a promise to one of our listeners that I would finish it before Splatoon 3 comes out. I don't think I'm going to. <laughs> but I also, I don't want to rush it because it's just because it's just a fun game to play. I'm, I'm like, I'm almost at 50 hours and I'm probably going to play it for at least like 120 hours. So I don't think I can get it done in a week, but I don't want to rush it either. So I'm, no, ho- I'm hoping that I can get it done before Persona 5 comes out on Switch, which that's in October. So. Maybe I can finish it before then, or before near Automata comes out or something like that. But one more game I played, um, I mentioned to John before he left, um, Tinykins, which is, a. I heard about it. I actually saw a friend of the show, Janet, was playing it right when I did the stream. But uh, one of the one of the YouTube people that I follow, Switch Up, they do a lot of really cool reviews of smaller things. I watched their review of Tinykins, and I really didn't know what it was, and and I watched the review and I was like, holy fuck, I need to play this. Because, yeah, it basically looks like a combination of Pikmin and Chibi-Robo. Whereas in, like, you you know, have little tinykins that you join you, that you use to carry stuff around and all that sort of thing. But you also, like, are in, are this tiny thing inside of a giant house, which I always love being this little, little tiny creature that exists inside of a bigger world and all that. And also, for some reason, you're in the future, but <laughs> you're in the future, but nothing has passed, has gone past 1991. They make sure and tell you that. So all of the jokes are all like early 90s based. I guess there's, oh, a, gotcha. there's a part in the game where you actually have to deliver a giant door to a bug named Rose. So they're, uh, so they're doing the, the, the uh, Titanic uh, jokes and all that in there. But, which actually, oh, I, I thought that had something to do with uh, Citizen Kane when you first said that. Oh, well, Citizen Kane was way before that. I was like, well, Titanic was after 91. But, uh, but regardless, it, it's a cool game. There's a very extensive demo. And I've been and I I downloaded the demo last night, like right after I did the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles stream, and I and I jumped onto it and I was like I'll just play it a little bit and then I ended up staying up later than I was planning on doing just because I like the game so much, and you can and you can fucking grind on a piece of soap which is awesome you can do soap grinding, which which is great I think it's really really good check out the demo it's it's fun 
Wait, why are you washing the guy in the shower? Soap grinding? What? So you grind on a piece of soap. You get on a piece of soap um, and you can grind. Uh, and you can grind like Sonic. It's it's great. No, I'm watching it right now. I'm no, watching the demo. Yeah, really, it, it kind of has a. Uh, it's got it a almost little... looks like a bit of a Yonan Vasquez. Oh yeah, no, it does kind of. No, I get that. So yeah, the characters kind of look like a um... GTHM. Oh no! What was it? What was the show? Why can't I, Why can't I remember it? Invaders M. Yeah, it looks like they kind of look like Invaders M people. Also, it, it kind of has a little bit of a Paper Mario vibe because it's all sprites. It's all really well drawn sprites in a 3D world, which I'm like, well, I was like, well, why why are they doing that? But it's, I think, it, I mean, if the demo is free, I would, I would like to try it. It is I'm free. Be yeah. Download the demo. So the first part of vacation, I'm camping, but the second part, I'm going. Well, we're also staying in a cabin, but it's not quite camping, but. There's going to be a lot of travel where I'm not driving. I'm going to play my Switch. So maybe I play this. Download the demo. Yeah, it's. Uh, I haven't bought the game, but I'm planning on buying it because I enjoyed the demo so much. Uh, the, the the review that I watched, they said it was like that. That uh, how long to beat said five hours. But if you're, but they said if you're like actually doing all the side missions and all that, which I have been, uh, it'll be double that. Like maybe around like 15, 20 hours, something like that. But I played two hours for the demo as is. I don't know if it carries into it, but it's it's great fun. It's a lot of fun. Download the demo and just fuck around with it because I, I think it's really cool. I like the way it looks, and you, you, there's no combat. It's just getting it's just getting from one place to another, and you can you can die, but you just automatically restart. But you don't actually fight people. You just you platform, you 3D platform. Yeah, it seems cool. I'll try out the demo. But that's that's that for me. Cool. Yeah, I didn't have much to add uh, the what we already talked about because. Yeah, what I played of Switch was Cowabunga Collection and um, Splatfest, and then of course I played my my uh, Elden Ring of the week. But I don't need to talk about that. Y'all don't need to hear about that. I'm still playing that game that came out in February, but I still I still hope to beat it. I just I want you to, to beat, beat that fire giant someday. I just want you to finally beat the fire giant. I think I'm going to because I think that the way I'm approaching this game now is a lot more calculated than before because I know what I'm doing and I think I'm going to have better a better experience when I get to it. Also, I'm really close to that point in my second playthrough now. Like I'm at the base of the city that you get through. You fight one more boss and then the next boss is the fire giant. So I'm almost there. I just want you to... I heard this on, on other podcasts that I listened to, uh, mostly 8.4, where they were like, I just want to beat Elden Ring so I can play other games. Like <laughs> that's that's what they were saying. Like I want to yeah. play other games so I can get through it, and then they did. But that really is how I feel. I mean, and I'm playing. Um, you know, Cowabunga Collection was a great game to come out. Now that's that's what I want to play. Bring you back to the Switch. Got, yeah, and of course, yeah. I wish there was. I wish the Splatfest event would have been a little longer, but I get it. They're just kind of testing out the servers and shit. But yeah, I'm into it. I'm gonna play Splatoon when it's. Splatoon 3 when it comes out. So for now, I'll probably take my Calbunga collection on the road on vacation, and I'm not going to be able to take ER on the road. And by ER, I mean Elden Ring. I think I think people know by now <laughs> what, what it means. But yeah, uh, yeah, you can. I mean, you could take your laptop with you, but it's. But yeah, it's. Nope. I'm sure, there's uh, extra things to it or something. Well. uh Let's talk about some news. News and news, news, news. Don't snooze or you miss the news. Oh, so let's talk about this. So a lot of people have been... have been. Uh, it seems like a lot of people think that there's going to be a Nintendo Direct in a couple weeks. 
What do you think because about that? Because they're always one in September for the past several years. Well, yeah. Well, I think the main reason is there's always one before Tokyo Game Show, which Tokyo Game Show is happening next week. And they think, people think, that there's one around the corner. Which, I'm, you know, I'm all for more Nintendo Directs, but the fact that Nintendo kind of like, they kind of got out, they, they, you know, we all thought there was going to be an E3 Direct, and they just broke that into a bunch of trailers and mini Directs and Directs focused on Splatoon 3 or Xenoblade 3 or whatever. It makes me think that maybe they won't, but some people are saying like, you know, they're saying like, um, what they're saying, like they're saying like next week or they're saying like the week after, I don't know. What what do you think? Do you think we'll get one? I think we'll get something. Um, I don't know if it'll be the direct we used to think of, which is this, you know, huge prepared press event of all these great new things and stuff. Like it's become more and more trickle, you know, like, especially like you said, pulling out of E3, Nintendo can just release news every whatever they want to. It doesn't need to be like a huge chunk of it as a direct in September, but I think just for their investors and stuff, it's probably important to have something ready for the holiday season. So sure. It's just, it's just, it's only logical that there's going to be some sort of press event in September, whether that that's a traditional Splatoon direct or, or uh, sorry, <laughs> a traditional, uh, Nintendo Direct, or if it's just focused on, you know, maybe it'll be focused on whatever the sequel to Breath of the Wild is. I doubt it. I think that's going to be E3 next year. But well, I mean, the the reason that I mentioned it was what I think is interesting is a uh, Jeff Grubb. He predicted some other shit. Whatever giant bomb person. Um, he's saying that the Nintendo Direct is going to be like Zelda focused, and that we're going to finally get the Nintendo Switch version of Wind Waker and Twilight Princess and some more Breath of the Wild 2 stuff and maybe Metroid Prime 1. A title. Which, which, I, well, which I find that interesting that that there would be... Because, yeah, I'm sure we've, you know, 30 was it 35th anniversary of uh, of Zelda this week, right? Or this year? Or was it last year? Last year. Yeah. Last year. Well, anyway, there's Zelda games that... That's why this bad boy came out. Oh yeah, yeah, that was last year. Yeah, that's what I thought that maybe that was. Regardless, it's just they're saying that that there's more Zelda stuff on the horizon or something like that. And I was thinking today in the shower, I was thinking about, it and I was like, so if Wind Waker and Twilight Princess does actually come out to Switch, would I actually get it? And I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to get it. I've played those games many a times. I'm like, do I really need? Like, they need to add something extra to it because I played both of those on Wii U. Like, do I need to buy them again to play them on Switch? Like, I, I mean, they're cool games, but do I need really need to buy them again? So, it's probably one of those things where I would buy them. You know, the E3 sale. Maybe I'd have some money saved up or something, gold points or something. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I want to play Wind Waker again for you know, every five years I kind of want to play through it again. But at this point, I do have it on the original GameCube, and then I have it on, which I can also play through the Wii that we have. Yeah. And then I have um, the uh, Wii U version. So, and you got your HD uh, GameCube as well. You can play it on. Oh, on the on the right. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Well, well and, and, uh, and, and you got it on Wii U also, right? The 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 HD version of it. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's the one I would want to play every time because of the the gamepad's actually really nice in that game. Yeah. No, it was great on that game. That's why it made me so upset that you can use the gamepad on Breath of the Wild. 
because it was it was like, hey, this is a good thing. It actually works really great on this game. Yeah, I have no reason to buy either of those games. Um, you know, to tell you the truth, I would be more likely to buy Twilight Princess just to kind of attack it again and actually get through it, kind of like I did with uh, Skyward Sword. But I've beaten Twilight Princess before, so I don't need to like. Didn't you go through it on Wii U? Vindicate myself. There? No, I didn't, but I beat it on the original uh gamecube version oh okay because i did i i played through the wii u version so it still feels kind of fresh to me i guess i don't I'm, I'm like i don't need those games on switch i mean i love my switch but i'm like i don't need them i got my little guy here that came with the version yeah there, yeah there it is so i don't know i mean i'm all for nintendo directs but i don't think i'm gonna buy wind waker or twilight princess on switch i i mean the Switch is a great system. There's a lot of fucking games on there. Like it, I'm in the world of like, there's too many games. Like there's too many games to play. So I just don't see myself getting it. And I'm, I'm actually trying to play the games that I have as well. Like I'm trying to actually like make it through Xenoblade, you know, which is great. But I, I just don't want to over, you know, put too much stuff on there where I have to put it in my seals sealed category or whatever. I think there's a good chance if Switch remains the ecosystem from here on out, which we don't even know that's to be the case, but should it and our purchases become a little more evergreen that we can keep, keep them as we upgrade our console. I hope that's the case. It's probably not, but then hope, I'll buy too, yeah. Wind Waker. Then I'll buy Twilight Princess because I do want to have those games easily accessible. Like I want to, I just want to sail the ocean and Windmaker now, you know, like sometimes I get that feel. Speed or, sale. You know, I want to go, <laughs> yeah, 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 speed sail. Or um, I want to ride around that weird like Beyblade in a, in a Twilight Princess. That was fun. I, I don't, I don't think we have it on our notes here, but there was a, so the, so the people who made um, Wild Arms, they're, they're like making a new game and, and there's like a Kickstarter for it. And uh, basically, because they're they're planning on not releasing it until like 2025. They have a space for Nintendo, but it's not for Nintendo Switch. They're basically hoping that by 2025, Nintendo Switch will have a su- successor that will be more powerful that they can put their yeah. game on. So if you like if you kickstart it, you can actually click on the Nintendo. It just says Nintendo and there because it's going to be some years before it comes out. They're basically like, if there is not a Switch 2 by then, then we'll talk about what other options you can have. But they there want will be. But they want to put it on that. I, I just thought it was funny that a Kickstarter is also saying, like, all right, well, we're gonna we're gonna have like three years before this game comes out. So hopefully there's a new Switch and we'll put it on that because it's because we don't want to put it on this one. I just thought that was an interesting thing that's happening out there. That they're like, all right, we'll just say here's the Nintendo spot, and we hope that we'll put it on whatever the successor to the Switch is. I just thought that was funny that, yeah, there's there's like a Kickstarter that's doing that. I think the Switch could be like the PS2 in that they can release a new version, but the old version could he- keep having games made for it for several years after. Because, like, PS2 was still hot for quite a while after the PS2 well, I mean, came out. Even, yeah. like, the time that we're in right now, like, I mean, the, there's only a couple games that are only PS5. Like, everything is still on PS4. You know, like, it's we're still kind of it's not really next next gen yet you know i mean they'll give you it's upgrades getting there i think this holiday coming into early next year i think it's actually gotten pretty easy like i could have a ps5 by now if i were being vigilant 
because they've been going up for sale a lot more often. I mean, you could. But buy, I, mean, I wish I had because now they're about to go up in price, like a hundred yeah. bucks. Well, I mean, well, I mean, you could buy one, but I mean, but but what? But what are the? What are like the actual like things that are only on PS5? Like eighty percent of the of of the games that are released are on both are on PS4 and five or like Xbox One and Series X. So yeah, maybe eventually they'll make it that, but it's still not there. Like it's still the not only on game that I next. can think of that I really want to play is Deathloop. Honestly, off the top of my head. Yeah. I mean, that's like the, that's the 10% of what's only on PS5, you know, for whatever mm-hmm. reason. I don't care about Horizon Part D. Yeah. But I think that's on PS4 also. Um, but, but how do you feel about uh, a new Joe and Mac game coming out? How do you I feel don't think it's that? a new game. I think it's like a remaster, isn't it? I thought it was new. I mean, well, it's in the name. It says new Joe and Mac. So I, so I thought that meant it was new. But it's a remake of the 1991 game. So. It's like new Super Mario Brothers, except not new. We'll see. Lies. I, I'll keep my eyes on it. Um, who's making it? Is it uh, Data, Data East? East? Or no, it's a remake yeah. of Data East. Uh, Mr. Nuts Studios, which I've never heard of. So there you go. Oh, wow. Well, we know it's going to be pretty quality. <laughs> Mr. Nuts, so it's going to be pretty nutty. Horizon Chase 2 has been announced. My favorite racing game that isn't Mario Kart 8 on Nintendo Switch. And it starts on mobile, right? It starts on Apple Arcade. I feel so b- betrayed. I guess I'd have to get, I might have to get Apple Arcade just to play Horizon Chase Turbo 2 because I love that game. Well, I love the first one so much. It says console versions. Well, will you can use your 8-bit dough with your iPhone. Yeah, but, I, but I'm not gonna. Like, if I'm at home and I can do that, I would just rather just play a video game system. The only time I would play it is when I'm at work, you know? That's the only time I would play my phone. But I'm still interested just because I want to see what Horizon Chase Turbo 2 is like. But it's a damn good damn good game. Horizon, it's just this Horizon Chase 2, not Turbo. Um, I, I don't think it's on the notes here, but did you see Did you see the new 8-bit Doe controller? Did you see that? I did see that, and I'm a little confused about it. I don't see how it's I hate it. better in any way. I fucking hate it. I fucking hate it so much. It's got a weird charging dock. Yeah. So number one, no, no, no USB C charging. Oh, it, thing. I thought it did have USB C. No, it doesn't. It has a charging dock. It does not. No USB charger. USB C so charger. Proprietary dock. It has like some fucking stupid dock that you put on. Also, it looks like a fucking Xbox controller now. Like the whole reason that I love the eight bit dough controllers is because they look like Super Nintendo controllers with analog sticks, which. In my mind, those are the greatest controllers of all time. Super Nintendo controller, one of the best controllers ever. Throw some analog sticks on there and a couple extra triggers. You got the best controller ever. That's how I feel. But this new 8-bit dough, not into it at all. Like, I have no interest in buying that. I'm not interested in either. I saw, um, it, and I saw it and I'm like, fuck that. And I'm not even I'm not even doing my 2.0 one. I'm using my old one. I'm using the gray one because I like the texture of it better. I've been using the gray one. It rumbles on the N64 shit. It feels like uh, something that would have came out before the other versions, like with the dock and everything. You know, doesn't that seem more like? It seems early, weird, like, right? Yeah. 2010s region. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm thinking of my like special Wii U uh, gamepad dock. Like, why do I need a special dock for this controller? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like so much. It's it's so much. Uh, lo- it's it's from the long, long ago, like before before COVID or whatever. You know. I don't know. I was reading on Reddit and somebody claimed there was a USB-C port on it, but I'd have to look at it. I was trying to read some of the comments and and, and they were saying there wasn't one. 
So I, I was so I was yeah. I was like, I love the USB. I was like, everything should have USB C. Like, but uh, I mean, as far as I yeah. know, short of the weird ass dock, there's nothing different about it. I don't know what's different about it. Well, it looks like an Xbox. Uh, it looks like an Xbox controller now. Well, they they switched the analogs. It doesn't look like a Super Nintendo controller with analogs now. Now they made it look like the Xbox controller, which I don't like, or or like the Nintendo Switch. Pro controller, which Pro I sent, controller. which I sent to you because yeah. I don't like. <laughs> you know, it's like the same. It, it looks like the things I don't like, so I'm like, why would I get this? Yeah, there it is. And it's been working great, by the way. Yeah, at least I'm glad you got to play Turtles with it. Yeah, I don't know. And, and Splatoon three, Splatfest. There you go. I guess I just want to talk about this for a second. Um, apparently Capcom and SNK are both interested in uh, doing a Capcom versus SNK. I just want to say this just because Capcom vs. SNK 2 on GameCube is one of my favorite fighting games of all time. Can you just put that one on Switch? That's all I ask. Just do that, please. And I'll be happy. Thank you. That's that's what I have to cover on that one. Yeah, I don't really care. Put Marvel vs. Capcom on Capcom vs. SNK is so good, though. It's so good. We bought that together. You were you were at the camp when that came out. It's a it's a good one. It's really really good. One of my favorites. Uh, Maniko's Night Market uh, <laughs> came back from the ashes. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, we've been yeah. A lot of people have been like, where, where, what the fuck happened to that game? That's like the cat game, right? Yeah, that game was announced like what four years ago or some shit like that. It was it, where there was like multiple directs in a row. Uh, it was one of those things I thought was never going to happen. There's a new trailer for it, but there's still no release date for it it's just like here's Minico's night market again I'm like cool i mean i think it looks good i like the art of it a lot but i mean but yeah it's like it's it just it crawled back it, it, I, I thought it was dead but it's like oh hey hey we're still here we're back it might end up being fantastic i don't know no i think it looks good i just, i wanted to know i was hoping there'd be a release date attached to it you know uh both goldeneye and uh well, no, Gold Knight turned 25 this week, and Super Mario Kart turned 30 this week. Yeah, Super Mario Kart. I saw a lot of I saw a lot of people doing uh, lists, like uh, lists of like best Mario Karts, which we did that. We already we did a Mario we've done Kart that ranking. a couple times. We did it a couple <laughs> times. Yeah, we did it two times. But I saw people doing that because it's the new. I always look at it just be like, all right, where'd you put DS? Like, make sure you put DS towards the top. It's one of the best ones. Like that's all. That's all I care about. Today I saw a uh, somebody taking the model of uh, Wario's pinball or whatever. Wario well, Waluigi and or Waluigi pinball, and then actually showed it like the full model of it from above, as though you were playing it as a pinball machine. Oh, that's and it cool. Looks like a really sh- looks like a really shitty pinball machine. Yeah, it's probably not a great pinball machine. Yeah, because there's not much no. going on. There's just like one, there's like a, the middle part with just a bunch of bumpers, right? There's not really, there's not like, there's, yeah, and there's then not there's ramps a big long and, spot at the top where the ball like goes up and then it like travels for a while through a tunnel or whatever. I mean, there's not, yeah, there's not like ramps and shit that you can do or like other sides or, you know, like mm-hmm. I mean, you need ramps if you want to make a good pinball game. You got to have a lot of ramps. I thought it was funny though. It's just like, oh yeah, that's a shitty, actually, I think it was Chris Kohler I saw posting it. He was like, oh yeah, this is a shitty pinball table, but. It's a great racetrack. That's true. I mean, well, if you're on there at like where the ball would be, it's a lot better, I guess. Netflix canceled the Resident Evil series, which, um, yeah, 
I mean, who cares? I, I, I didn't see any surprised. of it. But it's like, uh, oh, hey, another another shitty video game thing got canceled. Uh, well, the bubble is absolutely bursting on streaming exclusive shows. Like, we're seeing it happen in real time. So a lot of stuff you like is going to get canceled. I mean, that already happened with Marvel when they, like, moved around and shit. Like, there's some good some good series that got canceled that I wasn't happy about. Oh, you mean the, the what, what, like the, Net, the Netflix stuff? Yeah, yeah. but the, but I mean, but those got moved to Disney Plus. Like Jessica Jones may have a reappearance at Disney Plus. Yeah, so, but I want her show to keep going. No, I'm saying that her show might keep going. Now, I mean, th- those Netflix shows are actually on Disney Plus now. So I think they. Well, I know Daredevil's coming back. Like the Daredevil show is continuing, so I would. As long as the Flash stays the on the air, I'm happy. <laughs> Make sure Ezra plays that person every time. Well, Ezra doesn't play the TV Flash. It's it's Grant Gustin, and also it's that, just a movie. And flash. that and that show is getting canceled also because of CW stuff, which is a shame because it was a good show. I don't know if that's what you're getting at on your joke there, but no, I wasn't. <laughs> I was more just like the problematic person that. Yeah, no, he sucks. Yeah, or they suck. They, yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah, they are non-binary, but still, but shitty to people. Like, Mostly shitty to women. Yeah, but they, they like broke into a person's house and like I don't know, like stole their booze or whatever. Yeah, Ezra Miller is ridiculous. Doing all sorts of shit. I am. I am curious about Sony and Tencent buying thirty percent of FromSoft. I don't really know exactly what that means because it says Sony and Tencent, like. They're not the same company, but I guess together they now own 30% of FromSoft. I thought Sony would be, I thought by now FromSoft would be their second party kind of scenario, but it does seem like um, Tencent's getting in on it. And so what does that mean? I don't know. I don't want Souls-like mobile games. Mm -hmm. I really don't. I mean, you don't play mobile games. I mean, I don't either. Like, so what does it matter? I, mean, I guess it doesn't necessarily matter, but Dark Souls Mobile just, I don't know. My mom tells me she's playing like a roguelike Candy Crush. I'm going to be like devastated. <laughs> Does your mom play Candy Crush? Not that I know of, but maybe she would if it was roguelike. Mm. Oh, your mom's really into roguelikes. <laughs> and, and, pasta, and pasta and bags. <laughs> Both of those. I think we can wrap it up soon, but one, I think what we should end it on is the fact that Katana Zero is getting DLC soon. Yeah, as of today, the developer themselves, I think the actual like person, posted on their Twitter that they're going to have video available of the new DLC soon, and within the week. That's all we know, though. That's awesome, though. I mean, I, I love Katana Zero so much that I made a Super Mario Maker Two level based on a Katana Zero level. so And then I subsequently <laughs> made you a uh, Perler Bead figure yeah. out of the character that you made within it. No, I, I love that game, and the game didn't really end. It just kind of like, it, it was like, oh, yeah, there's not really a definitive end to it. It's just kind of like, all right, wait for DLC. At this point, it's been, what, three or four years? It's been quite a while. Yeah, I don't even remember when it came out, but I, I, I thought the game was really good. I love the It was the, after love the, the Messenger. I think it was the same year of my friend Pedro, because... Oh, yeah, no, it was. Yeah, because they're very similar. Mm -hmm. After you posted this on Slack, I was like, uh, 
Now we just need the DLC of uh, Gato Roboto because that one kind of ended. Sure. That that would end it on a cliffhanger too, where it's like, oh, we got more shit coming. It's like, wait, 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 what? Like, uh, wait, but what? That was such a well-made, neat little package of game, but it did end on a cliffhanger. It was sure. a great game, but it doesn't really end. Like, it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, I'm just running around. I can run to this area that, but there's, but they, there's going to be stuff there later, but there's nothing there now. But it's still like, this isn't yeah. the end. You know, same with like uh, with Katana Zero. It, it doesn't really end. There's just like they'll have more stuff later. I'm like, okay, cool, let's do that. Yeah, DJ Boom Boom. Yeah, <laughs> love that guy. Yeah, where you had to, you had to, you had to kill him. Um, uh, I guess one more thing before we go. Bomb Rush Cyberfunk got delayed till next year, which is fine. I mean, anything gets delayed, they'll make it better. But I did really want to play that game. Oh, that was the other one. Uh, I was trying to remember. There was, you know, because every time you go to a wrestling event, there's always uh, posters about video game things. And there was a, there was a poster of somebody who said, like, here's these video games need to be brought back. And I could only remember two of them. And it was, um, now I remember the first one. But the two that I remembered, because I was thinking about it when I got back here before we started recording. It said, these games need to be brought back. Clay Fighter. What? Vigilante 8. And the one that I couldn't remember was Jet Set Radio. So somebody had a oh, sign, okay, a sign, a sign that they were holding at wrestling that says, "Bring these games back: Jet Set Radio, Clay Fighter, and Vigilante 8." Was the Vigilante 8 basically like Twisted Metal? It was, but it was on Nintendo 64. That's how I knew about okay. it. Okay, because it was twist. It was yeah, it was a version of Twisted Metal. It was on PS One, but it was also on Nintendo 64. Most important for anybody who only had 64 and wanted to play. Yeah. The cart com the car combat or whatever of that mm. time. So it's just funny that somebody made a sign that's like bring back vigilante eight. I know that's what? incredibly specific. <laughs> you know? And you're like, wait, do I need to play the first seven first? No, there was just one. Or or Clay Fighter. Like Clay Fighter? That game's there was thirty three <laughs> and a third of those. <laughs> that game sucks. I mean, I I was a huge fan of Clay. I mean, I, I like the soundtrack or the you know, the Clay Fighter, Clay, Clay Fighter, ooh. know that I, I like that song yeah the song's great but not a great game but i just think it's, it's so specific and i also saw somebody holding a sign that just said video games and that was it it just said video games <laughs> so i was like all right cool you guys are kind of on my level here because i got my when is aw fight forever coming out i got my xenoblade chronicles is better than elden ring so we're we're, we're on the same page yeah here. you can buy weed edibles legally in chicago now so I'm sure somebody signed just said like they've been there for a long time. <laughs> the weed, <laughs> weed edibles have been here for a time. I know, I know, I know. for a long it's time, like two years now. But hopefully, yeah, hopefully we'll hear from Kenny Omega on Sunday night about the release of. Uh, I feel like it's happening. I feel like Tony Khan's going to come out there and yell at all of us and tell us about the release date of the game. I got to see him. You a couple, have, got to you see have him two a more times. events or one more event? Two more events. Two more events. I'm going to the Friday one. I'm not. I'm not skipping out on it, even though I said I might have. But the best friends they got. They got a big. They got a big uh, thing coming up. They're one of my favorite tag teams. So I got to. I got to. Is that the that. Scissor Brothers? Oh no, that's the acclaimed. They're fighting on Sunday. Okay. No, the, the the best friends was actually one of my first favorite tag teams of AEW because they're called because they're called the best friends and their finishing move is a hug. That's that's amazing. I love that. It's hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
they they hug and it's like we're giving the people what they want and they hug each other in the it's room. It's called post irony and it's great. I thought it was funny as fuck. Like I was like, this is great. I love this. I just it it's it, it's just funny that that's their tag team name is is best friends, and they their their mom would drop them off like in a car. They like drive them to the set, drive them to the ring, and like drop them off. I got a t shirt of that of the of the, of the mom dropping them off at the ring. It's hilarious. Anyway, all right. This has been episode 336 of Nintendo Main Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to hear more of us, go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and become a patron. And there's, uh, I think we have 41 official bonus episodes on there. There's actually more than that. I think there's close to 50 because I have a lot of like extra ones on that. And if you're on the $1 level, you can get those. If you're on the $5 level, you can get videos of us early recording. Also, uh, the WART Radio monthly wrap-up, where we play all of the music that we put on all the episodes before that and whatnot. Check that out if you want to hear more of our stuff. We we just we just did an episode about uh, difficulty, video game difficulty, and I thought it was fun. Good time recording it and editing it and all that stuff. And if you want to find us on the internet, you can find Jeremy and I at jmaxstack and at nintendo underscore domain. And I've been streaming... I've been trying to stream regularly on twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast. And you can also find us at youtube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast as well. And we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jeremy Mikowski. And thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. See ya! You also don't want to burn any bridges. Yep, exactly. Don't want to burn the bridge department of Home Depot. They have a bridge construction area. Actually, yeah, they can <laughs> just build a new bridge. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, they got, yeah, they, got fine. they got the tools. They got all the stuff there. Yeah, <laughs> they got the tools. They got the talent. All right, they um, got the lumber. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're back from the break. Was uh, spending the time while you're doing whatever you're doing, trying to figure out whether there's an actual break at this time or not, because I normally do it halfway through. It's fine. I mean, I can just use it here.